0: deal change or leave, leave yeah. um and i would just say like either deal with it leave or just create what you want yeah. to see like have have the courage and and have the audacity to mm-hmm. um to just say this is what i want to see and i'm going to make it happen
1: bridge the city, whoa, whoa. Bridge the city yeah bridge the city yeah gotta bridge the city city bridge the city whoa Welcome to Bridge the City, a podcast recorded in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our mission is still to bridge together people, resources, and ideas that inspire Milwaukee to action, and my name is Sam Woods.
2: And I'm Ashley Benson. and today on the podcast, we're talking storytelling in Milwaukee, we're talking excellence in Milwaukee, we're talking empowerment in Milwaukee, we're talking intergenerational knowledge sharing in Milwaukee. Ashley,
1: Ashley, Ashley, how many guests did you invite? How swear, many people are we going to hear from? Just
2: one. Just An- one? Just one. Anita Mogaka. Anita is the founder of the Black Excellence and Empowerment Narrative, or the B Narrative the Marketing and Communication Specialist at the Greater Milwaukee Foundation, Social Ex Ambassador, and all-around Milwaukee Evangelist.
1: Really quickly, though, if you're enjoying the podcast and like what we're doing, please rate and subscribe from wherever you get your podcasts. It helps other Milwaukeeans find the podcast and get inspired to action every week. You can also support us on Patreon, and you should know that we're not making money from this, but your support goes to things like maintaining our website, purchasing new equipment, um, and staying on 104.1 River West Radio. Um, and (laughs) Ashley threatened to go on strike if you don't uh, subscribe on patreon so we kind of need her so please help us out
2: so while you're rating subscribing and becoming our newest patreon so that I don't go on strike we'll let Anita introduce herself
0: My name is Anita Mogaka, and I'm the founder and community narrator of The Bee Narrative, which is the Black Excellence and Empowerment Narrative. I'm also a part of the Milwaukee Urban League Young Professionals, and I am a frequent attender of the Social X MKE events.
2: So as a student at UW-Milwaukee, how did your involvement on campus mold your idea of community
0: in Milwaukee? Yeah, that's a really good question. I came to UW-Milwaukee really on a whim. I didn't know much about the city or the school, honestly. Um, I just wanted to get away from home Mm -hmm. um, and just experience a a sense of freedom and independence, and so got myself immersed in different organizations, the Black Student Union, African Student Association, and I started my own organization called Sisters in Solidarity. Um, And that's a women empowerment organization that I started because I saw that those uh, things were crucial on campus, but specifically on the UWM campus. Um, And so, you know, through my involvement with those organizations, I realized that there was a lot of people who wanted to feel a sense of connection um, to other students that look like them, right? So the Black Student Union, there were people who were always looking for us to do different and unique events that would bring us all together. Um, And when I realized that, I found out that a lot of the natives of Milwaukee didn't want to stay here. Mm -hmm. And so what they were looking for in the Black Student Union was that sense of belonging that they unfortunately didn't feel outside of campus. And so when I started The B Narrative, it was really um, to be able to highlight the positive things that are going on in Black Milwaukee so people, specifically Black people, can feel that sense of belonging here, that there is something to do, something positive for them to experience.
1: Very cool. So you lead or have led the the marketing operations for a number of different organizations, Mm -hmm. a number of different types of organizations Mm -hmm. from like really old and Oh, I shouldn't say really all, of them. <laughs> um, but like established organizations such as Milwaukee Urban League, mm-hmm. um, as well as the Greater Milwaukee Foundations, mm-hmm. to kind of like newer organizations like Social X mm-hmm. or um, the B Narrative. Is your approach to storytelling with those kind of like more established organizations mm-hmm. different from again like the B Narrative, for yeah. example, or is it kind of like well it's 2019 for everyone, yeah. so yeah. like it's kind <laughs> of the same thing no matter who you are.
0: Yeah, I would say that for the B Narrative, obviously like I have the creative control over mm-hmm. that. Right. And so because of my niche is so specific and it's really positive stories on black experiences. Mm -hmm. And so within that, I'm able to identify who it is that I want to speak to or what um, places I want to highlight, which is really great because I think that I don't have to follow like any sort of guidelines. And it allows me, again, that creative control to be able to tell the stories how I would see it. Um, And from my lens, which I think is pretty unique because I'm a two time transplant. Um, so when I do tell stories in the other different organizations, um, I still use my personal experience and my personal brand to tell those stories because I, again, I think that angle is unique, but at the same time, I do try to understand the organizations themselves and kind of the outcomes that they're looking for. Um, so at the end of the day, I think that I, for storytelling is what I have and I'm able to kind of manage it depending on who the audience is or Mm -hmm. who, um, the organization I'm working with is. Yeah. 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 Is
1: there like a common nerve that you always try to hit like I as a need am always going to bring like this type of yeah. voice or yeah. um this type of story I'm really good at telling yeah. um is there like some kind of like underlying theme?
0: I would say so. Yeah, so I'm always an advocate for things that are new, young, innovative, mm-hmm. um things that are focused around diversity and inclusion but specifically around African Americans um and things around women. So those all describe who I am right. and and things that I think for so long that I kind of tried to ha- not high but minimize um and so i've decided to use those as a strength and to really play on who sure. i am and to be able to just be myself in these different workplaces and uh cultures and to be able to utilize that to yeah. to show my talents right that's awesome and so you've touched on the b narrative mm-hmm. can you explain where that started and what your vision is for it moving forward yeah so the b narrative um again was started Well, the idea of it sort of stemmed um, out of college. And so again, I saw a lot of the people who I started off um, my freshman year with slowly and unfortunately drop out of school. Um, And a lot of the people that I met on campus were natives of Milwaukee who had pretty much the same sentiment which was like after graduation they wanted to leave and go to other cities like D.C., um, Atlanta, Houston, other places that had a more conducive environment for for black people to live in. And so that had me, you know, thinking about why people felt like they had to leave Milwaukee in order to get the experience um, that they were looking for. And it was different than my experience. So I I came to Milwaukee and I loved the culture. I loved um, everybody that I met who looked like me. Um, And I was able to really harness the people specifically to be able to grow my network and uh, get different opportunities that I otherwise wouldn't have. And so because of my positive experience, I decided to create the B narrative um, to highlight those other positive experiences that are happening in Milwaukee, but just aren't highlighted in mainstream media. And so, this media, digital media platform, is for that reason exactly is to just find a place where we can specifically talk about the positive news and to bring that to the forefront of different conversations that are happening so that people can start to see that there is value in black Milwaukee and that there are a lot of great people doing a lot of amazing things. A lot of people are comfortable using the word black in a negative light. I've sort of mm-hmm. just flipped that on its head and, and made it okay like to say, black empowerment or black excellence, like it's okay to identify that and and to be able to lift that up. And so for me, um, wherever that shows up, whether that's black excellence in corporate America, whether that's black excellence in nonprofit, black excellence in businesses, Mm -hmm. um, wherever we are showing up as a community um, and doing great work, then those are the things that I want to highlight. So it could be people, places, and experiences. And ultimately, I'm I'm trying to build... um, a community or a culture for Black Milwaukee that makes it a place where Black millennials specifically want to come to Milwaukee to live, learn, work, and play.
2: You were talking about how certain experiences Mm -hmm. really inspired Bee. Can Mm -hmm. you share one of your most memorable experiences that either inspired Mm -hmm. Bee or has happened since you created that platform?
0: Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, one definitely memorable and, like, Kind of unfortunate. To me, it was unfortunate. And it was really just like an eye-opener to... you know the the point of the b narrative is um this must have been like my senior year of college and um i was calling an uber to one of my internships and so the uber driver came and and he picked me up and i got in and he saw me you know like dressed for work and i blazer and skirt and whatever um looking business casual business professional um and he turned around he asked me he's like you must not be from here and i was like why Why is that (laughs) he's like yeah because a lot of black girls in milwaukee don't look like you like they're not going to jobs or they're not dressed up and stuff like that and i was like taken back because all i see or majority of the people that i come into contact with are all business professionals and and women of color who are exemplifying excellence in all walks of their life and so for him to not be able to see that or to experience that and all he thinks is that I don't know what he thought, but, it, you know, it was clearly um, just not correct. So that was one of the, the main things that I was like, OK, this is not OK. We need to definitely start showing. And this was an older man. Right. And so like in his 40s he has this notion that black women in Milwaukee are a certain type of way that's unfortunate for him and it goes to show that the kids also who are growing up in Milwaukee are also only seeing one perspective and so now they're growing up with the same mindsets that black Milwaukee is nothing like there's nothing here the people are nothing and it just sucks and it's just horrible, and so yeah, it's important for me to just show that there is a lot of greatness happening, and people just need to see it more.
1: Sure. So the the visuals mm-hmm. are like stunning. Thank you. They're absolutely <laughs> like there's drone footage, mm-hmm. which is just what, what, where did that come <laughs> from, right? I thought you need you need to be like the Journal Sentinel to do all this. There's like drone footage. There's montage shots of Bronzeville. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like I don't know if you and Lilo planned this, but you guys are kind of like your matching outfits no, almost like it. like I there's know. like black yellow throughout it i was like this is like every detail is like this is amazing Thank and like you, you know shout out to uh, is it urban media productions yep. and yeah they did an amazing Nuna job and, yes. and west tank and like mm-hmm. every, i'm sure i'm missing no, tons that of was people but of that
0: group. Yeah. all right yeah mm-hmm.
1: obviously like that takes a lot of there was a lot of thinking that went yeah. into that yeah. um again seemingly like every shot mm-hmm how do those visuals Mm -hmm. enhance the story and like Mm -hmm. why is it important to pay attention Mm -hmm. not just like sit a camera down Mm -hmm. and record an interview but think through all that and get that really good footage
0: yeah honestly the quality of the content is really 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 important to me and it's one of the things that kind of i wouldn't say held me back but just kind of delayed (laughs) Mm-hmm. the b narrative really like launching i bet yeah we, it's yeah. like
1: there's a lot of time though and it's like five yeah. minutes but i can easily think like yeah. oh that's like five months of work
0: almost. right and it and it almost was like if you think about kind of just like how it all manifested it, it was within a couple of months um and so for me the quality of the content is, was very important because i didn't want to just launch with the regular schmegular degular mm-hmm. <laughs> video yeah. um it was important for me to be able to put that time and effort and thought into creating high quality content, one that could visually represent what bronzeville this specific area really means yeah. and two just because i know who's digesting my content and it's millennials and millennials you know we watch more videos than mm-hmm. you know read that's another reason <laughs> that's is another
1: that a good thing <laughs> in this case or uh,
0: for yeah. me i guess because yeah. my platform is all right. video right? right so um i i wanted the content that they consume or we consume to definitely be engaging and for people to be kind of like taken aback like whoa like so th- that's the type of experience that i want people people to have when they watch my videos, because then, you know, they'll come back for more. Yeah. And um, it it is very intentional. Again, it goes back into that excellence piece. Anything that I try to do, I really try to put all my um, time and effort and thought into it to make it the best that it can be.
1: Yeah, that, that shows.
0: <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> awesome. um, so you've mentioned
2: before in your work that Milwaukee sometimes tends to be siloed. Mm-hmm. And I think we've all experienced that in different Aspects of our professional and personal life. Yeah, how do you hope to break free from that mm-hmm. in Milwaukee?
0: Yeah, one of the ways that I want to do that is like through intergenerational work. I think mm-hmm. one of the silos that we can break is between ages and how yeah. we get work done amongst the different generations in Milwaukee um, to be able to make the impact that we want to have. So, a lot of people talk about you know people working in silos either based on race or just either their industries but I think intergenerationally if we were able to come together with the people who've been at the table before with the people who Mm -hmm. have had years of doing the work that we're trying to do right now um, and kind of understand the roadblocks that they've had to come um, and face for us to be able to know that, obviously, like, we can avoid some of those same things. But then I also think that, you know, millennials also bring a new, fresh perspective and, um, and innovation. And so both of these things coupled together, I think, can move the needle a bit faster. Um, and so that's that's some of the work that I'm trying to do is to create those intergenerational work um, relationships with um, my networks and so that we can do this work Amongst all ages.
1: Yeah. All of us on the staff are millennials, mm-hmm. right? We're all like early, mid-twenties. And we're pretty sure like a lot of the audience is about our age, mm-hmm. right? Um, so for for those listening who are young, um, mm-hmm. what, what questions do you ask someone who's, you know, like been around the block a couple mm-hmm. times? Mm-hmm. Or, um, thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, what kind of questions do you ask older yeah. generations?
0: Right. So one thing that I do is I just observe people at first. So... I look to see how people respond to certain situations, how they interact to other people, like what they find important to them and the issues that they're focusing on. Um, and I guess you got you got to have attention to detail because you'll see how somebody let's say, for example, um I won't even use an example i'll just say that <laughs>
1: <laughs> was it going to be too specific would they yeah, know maybe
0: too specific. I don't we are pretty big like all of
1: Milwaukee does listen to this so it's kind of like gossip channel out here, right <laughs> <laughs> i
0: was like really? okay um I, I pay attention to what people care about and so if i know that a specific person cares about a certain issue then i know how to approach them in mm-hmm. a certain way or i feel like if they have a type a personality versus a type B e personality then they do things this way and so kind of understanding who somebody is and taking the time to just get to know people who are older than you Mm -hmm. and just learn their way of thinking and learn what has worked with them when they interact with other older people Mm -hmm. that can help you understand, or that can help us understand how we should approach certain people when it comes to us trying to get something done yeah. if that makes sense no definitely
1: it's something it's weirdly enough it's like something that i kind of think about a yeah. lot it was like i think everyone when they were young was told like you know respect your elders right and like, you know the older you are the wiser you are and all that and like you know to some extent obviously that's true there's definitely something to learn yeah um but you can learn from younger people as mm-hmm. well like it cuts both ways yeah. and it's kind of like it's hard to know when it's like this is like good wisdom mm-hmm. but, like i need to make sure to hold on to this yeah. one or like yeah that would have that's good wisdom and i get where you got right like came how you got to that point but like also it's not really relevant right now yeah
2: i think it's really interesting though like going off of this it can it kind of depends on what situation you're in Mm -hmm. i imagine because Mm -hmm. one if you're if you do know someone well Mm -hmm. and you're starting to get to know them then you Mm -hmm. can ask them those Mm -hmm. deeper questions exactly that's true yeah and then like yeah (laughs) and i just remember one of my professors dr monique liston she was like really talking about learning from other movements though and mm-hmm. how like n- movements don't always get it right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like how do you how do you differentiate mm-hmm. your learning styles mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. based on the level of engagement you've had with someone. So mm-hmm. if you know someone really well and you've been able to observe them, mm-hmm. how do you approach that situation than maybe someone you're in a professional setting with and you're, okay. it's brand yeah. new?
0: Okay. So when it, is somebody, when it is somebody that I know and have developed that relationship with and now um, I see them sort of as a mentor and they see me as a mentee, um, then I'm able to really open up and like you said, ask those deeper rooted questions about like, maybe i'll i'll be very specific and maybe ask like the who's like who's done this and Mm. or specifically like the specific what's and and the ends of the situations that may not present themselves on the surface level but because they've been there and done that they know exactly what happened or um of what costs certain things or how things could eventually turn out if that makes sense mm-hmm. if it's somebody that i just met i let them do most of the talking and i yeah. <laughs> and i allow the other person to to teach me i guess and and i'm able to kind of sit back and and be the pupil in this case um and to be able to respect the dynamics of the relationships and say okay like I came or I approached this person for a specific reason. Let me sit and understand and try to listen to what they're saying. But at the same time, like you were saying, Sam, like not everything they say is going to be applicable to your life. And so I don't, I take everything with a grain of salt at first, you know, Mm -hmm. like I I'll hear you out and I'll hear what you're saying. Um, At the end of the day though, like I know who Mm -hmm. I am. I know my vision and I know where I'm trying to go. And so if it applies, it applies. If it doesn't, it doesn't, but I'm not, putting up a wall and saying I don't want to talk to older people at all or yeah. I just think that they're, you know, out of
2: like outdated and there's nothing. And there's I
0: nothing. Yeah. yeah. So I, I definitely, you know, leave the room for communication and, and to learn. But then I also um, am able to make a decision and discern what I can apply and what I don't need to apply. Yeah. Wow.
2: Uh-huh. That's a skill, though, that not everyone possesses. And even just knowing yourself so well, to be able to say, I know who I am, and Mm -hmm. this does not apply Mm -hmm. here, or this does apply here, that's incredible. But that's
0: that's something that's been learned. I'm I'm not even going to lie and say, like, I've always been this way because I haven't. It actually took a mentor of mine to be able to let me know to kind of stand up for what I know. Yeah. She's like, you know what you want to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, you keep acting like you don't, but well, you know exactly what yeah. you want to do. You know exactly who you are. Um, and so, you know, just kind of walk in that and walking in it boldly. So that's what I do. Yeah, for sure. What? Okay. I have a question. Yeah.
2: Cause I'm Go trying to learn yeah. this. Yeah. I'm like, yes. yeah, this is- <laughs> um, what mistakes have you made along the way Ooh. with that?
0: I've made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> And I was just thinking about this the other day about how like in, in the age and social media age that we're in, everybody thinks that like, you know, as soon as you post it, it's been perfect mm-hmm. the entire time. And it's like, no, it. a lot of work, yeah. blood, sweat and tears mm-hmm. went into on tears. this <laughs> one moment. <laughs> <laughs> and so mistakes. So one of the mistakes I made coming in is. I don't even know if this is a mistake. I don't want to really call anything a mistake. Okay, that's just fair. like a that's learning fair. lesson, yeah, right? right. <laughs> Very fair. Yeah. Positive. Sp- the step yeah. back
1: you took before the two <laughs> steps forward. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I would say the lesson that I learned was that you just can't be too naive, right? And I say that because... I started off kind of like thinking everybody is good hearted mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody has the right, right. intentions yeah. and mm-hmm. everybody wants to see you win. And it's just, unfortunately that's not the case. Yeah. So a lesson that I've learned is that everybody isn't your friend. Everybody isn't a supporter. Um, and so I think that that's what's helped me to be able to kind of discern um, mm-hmm. who I open up to, how much I open up. But that doesn't mean that I do not still walking 100% in my light, um, mm-hmm. and so I'm just very aware that um, just you have you have to tread tread lightly. <laughs> lightly. I don't know. Right. I'll leave it at that. All right.
2: <laughs> so earlier you mentioned that you were when you're listing off all the things you're involved with, which is amazing. Um, you mentioned social X. Yes. Could you explain to our listeners what that is? Yeah. And also how to get involved. Yes, of course. I love talking about
0: social X. <laughs> Perfect. So Social X is a young professional organization for um, young professionals. <laughs> yeah. I'll do that again.
1: Whoa, <laughs> that was a plot twist. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so Social X is a young prof- Social X is a young professional organization uh, for urban young professionals in Milwaukee, and um, they are really focused on creating experiences that are focused on a, a couple different pillars. So professional development, um, arts and culture. There's a fitness arm to it called Fear, which is forget everything and run. Um, and obviously like social events as well. And so they have happy hour um, networking events. They do different parties throughout the year um, and just really creating opportunities for diverse professionals to come together to meet one another. And I will definitely accredit Social X to one of the reasons why I stayed in Milwaukee after graduation. Um, I became involved in the organization and I found my tribe of people. Um, I continued to gain that professional development that I was seeking and ultimately like it just provided me the again that tribe of people that that really helped me create that sense of belonging that's awesome and how if like
2: anyone wants to get involved how does that
0: process look or Mm -hmm. yeah so you you don't have to be a member or anything to join social x so it is um it's free to attend the events unless it is a paid event but you don't have to be a member or anything like that Mm -hmm. um anybody of any background can come to these events and you can follow them on social media um, on instagram facebook and twitter at social x mke
1: you mentioned like you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Social X, yeah. um, and how it was like through Social X that you found your tribe. Mm-hmm. Can you describe the moment you were like, "Oh, this is something I've been missing"?
0: I would say that I mean, all of us, I guess. One want to feel a sense of belonging, right? And we and we gravitate towards things that either look like us or things that we either have like similar interests in, and we always yeah. end up like congregating around a certain thing that makes mm-hmm. us feel like we're a part of something. And so, kind of, just all my life, it's it's been that I wanted to. Um, just be around people who looked like me who um, Were doing things similar to me and so as a young black professional in Milwaukee I knew that I wanted to find other young black professionals in Milwaukee um, and so when I was in college, um, I interned at Rockwell Automation and one of my bosses there was like, I was telling him like, this was the first summer I was spending in Milwaukee um, since I'm from Minnesota. So this was my first summer experience in Milwaukee. And I was asking my boss and I was like, yeah, like what's there to do in Milwaukee? I have no idea what to do. Um, and he's like, well, why don't you join Social X? Oh, and at wow. that time I was twenty and most of the activities for social X are like twenty one plus. Yeah. <laughs> um
1: that's a Milwaukee walk. thing, I think. That's not <laughs> right. for social X.
0: <laughs> True.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but they still just like had networking events that I could pop yeah. up at and so I was like, sure, like let me look into it and I Started getting involved and started going to the events, but really it just stemmed out of you know I was in Milwaukee as a young professional of color and I was looking for other young professionals of color to interact with and to really um, just to be able to um, Connect with yeah, so you've mentioned
2: that the DNC has the potential to be a game-changer in the city Can you talk about why the DNC gets you excited and what you hope comes out of it for Milwaukee and Milwaukee ends of all communities?
0: I think I'm just, you know, I'm just as excited as everyone else because we are on the national map, right? Like we have mm-hmm. national media attention and there is so much um, being focused on in milwaukee right now and so it's really exciting for a city whose only you know narrative has been all these negative things for us to have this huge huge convention come here is is really like such a great opportunity for us um and that we should harness so that you know all communities can benefit from this and so you know i hope my hope from from the dnc is that everybody will have a piece to play right and everybody's piece doesn't look the same like not everybody is going to benefit in the same way but there at least needs to be some sort of benefit for for everyone and so whether that's just let's say like participating in some of the events that are going to be going on that week right and then you have the opportunity to be able to get exposure into the political arena and learn something new about the candidates that you know that are going to be here like that's a great benefit um if your benefit is you're a business owner and you have the opportunity to either sell your products or provide a service during that time. That's a great benefit as well. Um, if you're in media and you have the opportunity to highlight an interview or host certain things, that that's a benefit as well. And so just, you know, I would encourage everyone, just depending on what it is that you hope to get out of it um, or what your interests are, I think that there is something a there for everyone to be able to receive um it's just a matter of communicating that one and letting people know that you know we're not all going to benefit the same way but there needs to be a benefit for all right Mm -hmm.
1: and because this is bridge the city we asked anita about action steps to take to get more involved in the topics we covered today
0: Yeah, I would definitely encourage everybody to be more involved in the city. I think that you don't necessarily have a platform to complain if you're not going to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say, you know, get involved in some type of professional network that, you know, aligns with Whatever industry that you're in, that would be, you know, my first thing, and so that could look like social XMKE, and that could look like other things. But first and foremost, just find that professional network that aligns with your industry and get involved. Um, second, I would say find a passion, find something that you know you're committed to. That in social X, we like to say like you know what's your five to nine right mm-hmm. like because Ooh. so many of us like mm. yeah so good right <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what's your five to nine like after you leave work what is it that you're doing um that's also going to be impactful and in, in a positive way to the community and so find find that five to nine find that something that you like to do i'm a big proponent of creating mm-hmm. i know that there is a the hashtag change the narrative mke i've decided to create the narrative MKE because I think that so much of the time we're trying to change so much. And instead of using your energy to try to change something that Maybe, again, like we know the city that we're in, it's, it's a very traditional city. So mm-hmm. you might not be able to change a lot of things and especially, you know, not right now or, or kind of with the situations that we're faced up against. But if you can just create whatever it is that you want yes. to see, I think you have more power doing that than trying to change something. And so, again, going back to this podcast, you know, it, there was a reason for it mm-hmm. and you decided to create it. Right. Um, you know, uh, Adam was on here, right? And mm-hmm. I'll reference what he said again, because <laughs> I know oh, so many think yeah. Oh. <laughs> deal, change, or leave, I leave yeah. um, and I would just say like either deal with it, leave, or just create what you want yeah. to see. Like have have the courage and and have the audacity to mm-hmm. um, to just say this is what I want to see, and I'm going to make it happen right. regardless. So yeah, um, and then third, follow the B narrative on Instagram at the B narrative, which is the B E E narrative, and um, you can also follow my Facebook page at the B narrative. Um, And yeah, go to my website at thebnarrative.com. And then, last point, just just have fun, and and I think that we are definitely um, in a place in Milwaukee right now where barriers are starting to be broken, and I think mm-hmm. that um, we are, you know, taking steps to to become more unified and less segregated. And I think that um, everybody should have a part to play in that. And so, you know, whatever you're passionate about, whatever industry that you're in, find a way to connect with someone in another industry or in you know somebody who's older, somebody who doesn't look like you, and, and bridge that gap and you know bridge the city right right? yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) find your five to five or nine or you know find your bridge city whatever you want to call it it's the same exactly listen to
0: all their podcasts figure out who's who yeah (laughs) and connect with them because i i think we all have something to learn from one another and, and this is definitely um this podcast is a great example of that
2: shared insight into her experience in Milwaukee and how she is creating the narrative of Milwaukee that matches what she sees daily. Meeting leaders in our city like Anita constantly energizes me and I'm glad you all have now heard more about her initiatives. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and subscribe on your favorite podcasting feed to help other Milwaukeeans find the podcast and take action in our community.
1: Thank you for listening and continuing to support Bridge the City. To Anita Magaka for sitting down with us and sharing her work in Milwaukee. And for Lavelle Young for providing his office for this episode. Thank you, Lavelle. As always, share with us how you are helping bridge the city.